Hey, Binge fans, back it up here with my co-host, Coach Ruby, for another episode of the Back It Up Binge podcast. Coach, how you doing? Pretty good, Coach. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. It's great to see you again. It's been a week since our last picks. Overall, it was a good weekend of games. What did you think of the weekend games? Um, I thought this weekend was uh, like higher talent, so the games were a little bit more interesting. Well, most of the games were more interesting. Uh, <laughs> Gee, there was wonder. one that wasn't too interesting. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, the games, uh, I thought, you know, the games this weekend were better overall, but I'll leave my opinion out of the uh, one game I didn't like. You know, the one thing I noticed uh, this weekend, uh, the tight ends. Did you notice how much of a... And I was looking at their stats. Of the four winners, the tight ends combined for 29 catches, over 300 yards, four TDs, and had 28% of the targets. They had 33 targets. And of the four tight ends that are left, mm -hmm. they are ranked in the top 14. You have Kelsey, number one, Kittle, number seven, Godert at 12, and Hurst at 14. So got some good talent there down the middle of the field, which is really interesting. So, okay, so we both know the drill. Let's recap our picks from last week, review the games, and then review our championship round picks. You had another strong week here at 3-1. and one. You pushed yourself to 8-2 and two overall. You're clipping at 80%, which is very impressive. I also went 3-1 and one this week, which puts me at 6-4 and four overall, and I was correct on my black chip lock. The Chiefs uh, helped me on that one, so I'm 2-0 and oh on my black chip lock. Still two behind with three games left. So it looks like you have the numbers on your side. I may have to go a little gunslinger here, try to pick up a game or two here over the next uh, set of games this weekend and maybe the Super Bowl. And our guest prognosticator, Bob the Barber, registered a perfect week at 4-0. and Nice job, Bob. When we get to the pick segment of the episode, uh, we'll announce our two very special guests for this weekend's picks. Okay, let's discuss last week's games and get your takes on them. First, we have the Chiefs game. One of the most interesting games of the weekend. Chiefs won 27-20. They'll play in their fifth straight AFC championship game. They definitely earned this game. Watching it, you saw the scare they had with Mahomes in the first quarter where he got rolled up on his, on his ankle. He was replaced for a short period of time by 37-year-old Chad Henney, the same Chad Henney. They used to start for my Dolphins back in 2009, 2010. What does he do when he goes in for Mahomes? He engineers a 98-yard touchdown drive, which was – I never saw him do that for the Dolphins, but that's neither here nor there. Two other chief players to mention here. We got Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, who's their all-pro tight end. 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Was definitely the go-to guy for Mahomes and always is. And then you have the Chiefs rookie running back. Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers from New Jersey, 95 yards on 12 attempts. He seemed to shoulder the load when Mahomes was out for a bit. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this was uh, this is definitely one of the better games of the weekend, I would say. Uh, it was pretty close overall. You know, the Jags were just uh, yeah. Jags were just fighting away the whole time, keeping it uh, pretty close. With the Chiefs, I felt like the Chiefs uh, went up 10 a few times in this game and the Jags just kept kind of coming back and getting within uh, one score in the game. Um, before I get into this game too much, I just wanted to point out one stat that I thought was kind of interesting. Well, it's kind of a combination of stats, but 
if you take away the one sack that was on uh, Lawrence, which I believe was a 12-yard loss, you know, he had 217 yards passing. And then if you combine Henny and Mahomes, they had 218 yards passing together. Wow, I didn't realize and, that. And both teams rushed for 144 yards, um, mm. which was pretty uh, pretty weird to have that coincidence in the stats. I mean, overall, you know, Lawrence – uh, didn't play as well as Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes had a couple of touchdowns. Lawrence, uh, I believe, had one touchdown. Uh, but they the the whole game to me came down to the coaching and the experience in the playoffs, and that that was the difference. You know, both these teams put up the right. same numbers literally. So uh, Jags hung strong in this game. Um, I feel like the game also came down to a couple of things. Uh, the one thing you mentioned with Mahomes' ankle. Uh, he definitely wasn't able to move around too much after that. You know, you, you saw him hobbling a little bit. I think he had a couple, couple rushes outside of the pocket, but you could see he was definitely hurting, limping the whole way. But he was still able to just throw that ball in there and, and you know, just hammer Kelsey yeah. uh, for those fourteen receptions, right. which is unreal. Um, but it was, uh, it was just a great game. Came down towards the end, you know, the fourth quarter. Um, the Jags got a. Uh, the Jags got a uh, kickoff return from Agnew that kind of put him in great field position towards the end of the game. And uh, Lawrence just, again, started leading the drive. And uh, a couple plays after that Agnew return, uh, there was a third down and 10, um, which if you if you haven't seen or any of the fans out there haven't seen, I, I implore you to go out there and watch it again because it was third and 10. They needed the first down. They're down 10 points. They still need two scores. And Lawrence, uh, you know, he rushes out to the left, and instead of taking the slide and, you know, coming up a yard or two short, he just lowers the boom on uh, number 38, Snead of the Chiefs, and just basically runs him over. Hmm. And it was a great, you know, okay. I, I thought the momentum was great on that drive. I go, here we go. The Jags are going to, you know, get within a field goal now. They're just going to hammer it in. And it was the next play, you know. What once was given is uh, taken away because uh, <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence finds Agnew on the right side cuts back inside and then fumbles the ball and uh at that point you could just see the life of uh the jaguars kind of drain from their bodies after that play and uh it just was it was too much for the jacks to overcome at the end jags tacked on a field goal at the end tried the onside kick but it was just uh it was just too much chiefs were too much of a powerhouse for the jags i feel like the i feel like the jags are up and coming team they're going to be around for a while and lawrence you know as long as he stays healthy he'll be able to lead that team pretty far down the road and uh you know i look forward to see what they have to show next year and uh the chiefs move on to the afc championship game good win for them absolutely so just one other quick point on kelsey he was one shy of the playoff record all time with 14 catches 15 is the record so he had just a just an absolutely monster yeah. game so i have another stat about Mahomes later that's really interesting that has to go straight to his injury and and we'll talk about that when we go over our picks okay let's move to the Bengals gotta give you props here this is probably the game that annoyed me the most because I picked up one game on Saturday night and this is the one I thought okay I got a shot here to tie it and uh you know I was hoping for the Bills to win your upset call kept me two behind but you know I was so mad at this game, but that being said, Bengals go into Buffalo, terrible weather conditions, methodically beat up on the Bills. You would have thought at one point that was their home field. They just sort of brushed it off and looked okay out there. Joe Cool looked great, completed first his first nine passes for 105 yards and a 14-0 lead. 
They scored on five of their eight possessions. He finished 23 of 36, 242 yards, two TDs, and a 101.9 passer rating. Josh Allen wasn't his game. Did not look good. 25 of 42. He had no TDs, a pick, and a 68 passer rating. You know, last week, the Bills barely beat a third stringer, and they were just not up to the task for the upgrade in this position. And we know that the quarterbacks are so huge in these games this late in the season, all, all the time in the NFL. But this game, late in the season, you need that stud quarterback, and they just did not handle the upgrade. What were your thoughts on this game? Uh, this was just, you know, this is everything I want in a divisional playoff game. You know, uh, it's in Buffalo, which is a great stadium to be at, just really loud. And then on top of it, what was even better, because I had no idea when I turned it on, was, you know, it looked like a blizzard out there, which I thought was <laughs> awesome. You know, I yeah, love, really I love football in the snow, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you – you come into this game and I was, you know, last week we were talking about how, you know, this is kind of the game everybody's been wait, waiting for and try to see, you know, who comes out on top. Bills have basically been, you know, uh, Super Bowl picks, you know, the whole year. Everybody's expecting them to get back there. And I, I feel like, you know, somewhere in the midst that people kind of forgot about the Bengals. You know, they were talking about yeah. the Bills, Bills, Bills. Meanwhile, you know, the Bengals started off a little slow. They ended the yeah. season strong. Burrow's just doing burrow things again you know this is typical of them now the last couple of years and you would think uh the Bengals were playing in mid-june down in miami like the weather just did not affect Nothing. them at all which Nothing. was uh amazing to me um this was again another game where you can kind of you know see the future of the nfl you know allen's been there yeah. for a little bit longer but burrow in his third year again just just joe cool you know this guy has got ice in his veins goes into Buffalo and he just didn't miss a beat. Um, the other thing too, is, you know, last week we were talking about how uh, this was basically going to be the Allen Diggs versus uh, Burrow right. uh, chase bowl, you know? And I think the uh, Cincinnati O-line and the Cincinnati D-line wanted to uh, yell at you a little bit and say this was an ensemble <laughs> cast, you know, because <laughs> they, they both were uh, just so dominant. You know, they yeah. had Allen on the ropes the whole game. Uh, the offensive line, you know, every time Mixon, I, I couldn't count how many times Mixon was running the ball in the snow, he would start getting, you know, stopped, and then you would see four or five guys behind him just pushing him forward for three or four or five more yards, and it was just awesome to watch. You know, it was just straight, powerful football, passing and running was powerful for the Bengals. You know, Josh Allen, he didn't have uh, too many turnovers in the game, you know, that were you know, uh, right. in bad spots. It was right. kind of when he was trying to push it at the end and stuff, but, uh, he just, he didn't look, he didn't look right. That Bengals defense was all over him. And, uh, you know, it was a great game and I'm happy for the Bengals that they got in there. I was kind of, uh, rooting for the bills a little bit more, but once I started watching the game, it was, how could you not root for the Bengals? You know, they go down there and just dominate. And, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with some of that whiteboard material that, uh, the bills, uh, you know, provided for them when the, or actually the NFL provided for them when the NFL announced that they were uh, pre-sailing uh, neutral yeah. site tickets for the Chiefs <laughs> uh, back Bills refund, championship. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it was it was great. I loved the game. Um, I thought it was a you know just a well played game. It was two dominant teams going after each other, and the Bengals had the uh, Bills yeah. number this day. You know what's interesting too is the the field got worse as the game went on. Yeah, but yeah, the Bengals. Yeah. You couldn't tell. 
I no. mean, you just could not tell. So, you know, I tell you, I really love watching these guys play. There's a lot of talent in the NFL right now. Let me ask you one quick question on one of your mm-hmm. comments. What yeah. do you think about the push? You know, you get the you get the quarterback in there, and then you push him. You get the running back stopped, and then you push him for another five. What do you think about that rule? I like it because okay? yeah, I like it because uh, you know, for me, you know, it's uh, God forbid we uh, compare the NFL to any other sport in the world, but honestly, for me, and I used to watch it a little bit when I was younger, but it kind of reminds me of rugby, and yeah. I don't really know anything about rugby, but when when the running back is standing up. And you got the offensive line just pushing them forward. It just reminds right. me of those big groups they have in rugby, and they're just moving Scrum. the ball down. That's right. Yeah, and and you know, to it's also I like it too because it's also more of just the team effort. You know, everybody's showing that hey, we're not going to let this guy go down. He's still pumping his legs. Let's give him a little boost and you know get him going forward. And I think it's a good kind of rah rah moment for the team, and you can kind of see which teams do it and which teams don't, and it kind of gives you an overall picture of what that team's about. Like, to me, the Bengals, you know, they're one of the teams in the NFL that are just a complete team in the league. I feel like everybody's kind of playing for the guy next to them, and yeah. in those moments, yeah. that's where you see it the most. Is it me, or are they doing that more this season than I've noticed prior seasons to push? I've I've definitely noticed it more with the QB sneak. Um, yeah. I don't know if uh, certain coordinators got together and kind of discussed it with other teams, but – I feel like I've never really seen it with the sneak too much. And this year you see it a lot and it, you know, it just makes sense because you get that little push in there and you're definitely getting that half a yard that you need for the first down with the QB. So my two cents, I think they should stop and they should, they should rule that out. That's just me. Ever since, since liner got pushed by Reggie Bush, USC versus Notre Dame back in the day, mm-hmm. they had the uh, goal line QB sneak and he pushed them in. I'm good because USC won. So now let's, Let's stop that. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that forward progress is stopped or just let them – I don't know. I, I just think it shouldn't be part of the game, but that's just me. All right, let's continue. 49ers, and that makes 12 for them, 12 in a row now. Brock Purdy continues to roll. Are you aware of Brock Purdy's college stats? I looked them up today. I, I think uh, – I could be – don't quote me on any of these stats, but uh, I – Thought, I forgot the name of his school because I know it was a State. smaller school. Iowa State. Okay. But I yep. wasn't he five and four or something or six and four or something like that his last year? I, I don't know his record, but let me give you his four year stats. It looks like he was a maybe a three and three quarter year starter because his freshman year he played 10 games. Okay. So overall, he played 48 games, just under 68% completion percentage, 12,170 okay. yards. Okay. 81 touchdowns, passer rating 151. Wow. On top of that, he rushed for 1177 yards. So somewhere there's a bunch of scouts that are going to be fired now, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Purdy, you know, Purdy continues to roll. Talk about ice in your veins. Go do this, he goes and does it, right? Yeah. Cowboys lost for the seventh straight time in a divisional round. That's right. Cowboy fans are beside themselves. 27 years now since they made it to the NFC title game. Dak threw two interceptions. Brett Mayer, poor guy, missed another field, uh, an extra point, got blocked. He did hit a uh, field goal later in the game. How about 18 year veteran, 40 year old Robbie Gould, four for four on field goals? And he made them from these four distances, right? 26, 28, 47, and 50 yards for the 40 year old. Incredible. 
What'd you think of this game? No, this was another one of the better games. Um, I the first of all, the result was awesome for me. I just love watching Dallas lose. Um, <laughs> it'll never it'll never get old for me. Uh, and then when they were spouting out those stats about uh, you know the twenty seventh year since they've uh, yeah you know made it past the divisional round, it's just it, it's amazing to me. Um, before we before I we get into you know more of my opinion about Dallas, I'll talk more about this game in particular. Um, Purdy, I thought was just awesome for a, a rookie quarterback in a divisional round game yeah. against the Cowboys. You know, um, for me, this game was, um, and there was a there was a football side of me, and then there was a fan side of me, and both of them were waiting for Dak to turn the ball over. Um, you mentioned it the last couple of weeks about his turnover propensity since uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I was kind of just waiting for it again. I go, this is another big moment for the Cowboys to be in. Something bad is going to happen, and I'm going to bet that it's going to be Dak. And um, sure enough, it happened. The, the first half, he had uh, in the first quarter, actually, he had a, a bad bad interception to the out. Should have never thrown that ball. It was an easy pick, and then uh, right before halftime, when the game was tied six six, you know, he throws another pick, and I believe in the press conference afterwards, he admitted like he, you know, he shouldn't have let go of either one of those balls, right? But but right. he still did, and that one right before the half uh, kind of hurt him because, you know, the Dallas uh, uh, kicker had his extra point blocked, so the game is six six. Niners were able to tie with two field goals, and because of that, Dak Prescott uh, interception right before the half, they were able to take the lead at half, nine to six. You know, and it's a uh, it's a different story for a team going in tied or yeah. going in up. That's you right. know, and absolutely uh, such a big game. So overall, you know, I thought the game was I thought the game was good. Dallas seemed to mismanage the clock a little bit, especially towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were, yeah. There were some other things about the game that uh, I thought were interesting, which uh, for me it comes down to coaching and uh, just maybe Dallas's, uh, you know, again, lack of a better word, propensity to lose these big games because I don't know how they do this stuff sometimes. You know, towards the end of the game when they're trying to uh, come back a little bit, uh, they're not handling the clock right. They get the ball back. They right. start driving a little bit. Uh, Schultz, the tight end, you know, mm-hmm. right at the end, he, he picks up what everybody thinks is a big chunk of yardage to kind of give him a last-minute uh, Hail Mary maybe. And he doesn't have his uh, two feet down, you know, yeah. they review it, and it gets called yeah. back. And that that essentially ended the game because now they're trying to get, you know, 80 yards down the field instead of 60. That's right. And, um, you know, and then the last play of the game, <laughs> I have no idea what McCarthy or anybody on Dallas' staff was thinking with that play call. Um, well, apparently that was a that was a play that the Colts ran once before, but it was pretty interesting because when I was watching that, you see Zeke line up at center, everybody's off to the side, Zeke gets planted on a yep. bull rush, right? So he's on yeah. his back, and then you got who? Well, I think it was Lamb got just just planted into the ground on the catch. So game over. I mean, I, I understand the the design of the play. You know, they have the one down lineman, you know, to go into a little bit deeper. You know, Zeke's a one down lineman. He has to report as ineligible because he's right. considered a lineman on that play. Everybody else is spread out. I'm not positive with the rules here, but I I don't know if everybody else is considered a receiver or if they're just in the play. So the, all the linemen are spread out. And I think what the object was was to get it to that receiver quick. And then, you know, there's like, nine guys behind him to pitch it to and try to get it out quick and to just keep right. you know lateraling it and try for a you know last second uh play but uh 
that's you know for me those type of play you know we're talking about the pushing and everything I think that type of play needs to be relegated just to college play because something like that with professional football players in the NFL is not going to fly and you could see it like you said Zeke got completely pancaked (laughs) and then yeah and then the receiver you know he gets absolutely destroyed and uh game over that was it and it was just another you know last year same thing happened with Dallas you know they couldn't manage the clock you know it was a little bit more uh you know in the frame last year because they couldn't manage the clock they literally couldn't run the last play because they didn't have enough time to spike the ball and they lost to the Niners and then this year they come up with this crazy play and just they they exit the playoffs again you know now it's uh now is it going to be 28 years you know it's it's unbelievable they say McCarthy's safe and I, let's see what they do with Dak, but you know what? Whatever. It's the, it's the Cowboys, right? All right, here we go. Save the, the 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 worst for last for you, right? This was a tough one for you, the Eagle game. So, you know, you picked them. I'm sure it was a tough game watching it as a Giants fan. We texted during the game. It was something that I don't think anybody expected. The Eagles look like a well-oiled machine. They come out. They announce their presence with authority. They take the opening drive. 75 yards in just under five minutes for a seven nothing lead ensuing drive giants drive down to the to the eagles 40 they're facing a fourth and eight they're pretty much in no man's land at that point giant you know should the giants attempt a 57 yard field goal should they go for it should they cough and corner take the penalty come back at a little yardage take the uh cough and quarter punt dable decides to go for it on the road that early in the game what did you have any problems with him going for it um, at that moment, I had no problem at all because, uh, this was giants coaching all year long, okay. um, right around midfield. They're always going for it on fourth down, trying to pick it up. You know, they're pretty successful with it. Fourth and eight's a little long. Yeah. I think if Dayball, uh, you know, could have looked in his crystal ball and realized how bad they were going to get beaten. He probably would have tried to, uh, you know, played the, uh, field position game a little bit there. And he said, uh, at the end of the game, he, you know, they got outplayed and, he got out coached, and uh, I'm sure that's one of the regrets that he had because otherwise, you know, there's no reason to really do that unless you think they're actually going to get it. Yeah, well, they they went for it. Jones got sacked. Eagles take it at their own 48. They go eight plays, chew up four minutes, take add to their lead, 14 nothing. There was a minute and 20 left in the first quarter, minute 20, minute 30, and they had a 14 nothing lead at that point. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I picked the Eagles, but I was feeling a little bad for you there. Next series, Daniel Jones throws an INT and sort of sets the tempo for the whole game. Um, in the first half, the Eagles ran 43 plays, controlled the clock two to one, basically a 20 to 10 time of possession advantage, 258 yards. And in the end, the uh, Giants lost 38 to seven. The Eagles running game, 44 carries, 268 yards, over a six yard average per carry. Um, going to ask you what you thought of this game <laughs> try to stay calm <laughs> i mean uh you know i'm not gonna re- i'm not gonna react like you did when the dolphins uh exited the playoffs because uh as far as i'm concerned you know the giants were playing with house money that's true um, it was great that they got there i right. was uh you know i was more than happy with what they did this season how the coaching staff turned this team around turned daniel jones around everything else so uh before i get into the game I just want to say I'm thankful for the Giants season. You know, I was more than happy with everything that they did this year. It, they finally went in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Now coming down to this game, uh, 
I was probably more irritated with the comments I heard from some sportscasters after the game than uh, the actual game itself. You know, hmm. the Giants like already the Giants already lost to the Eagles. They got blown out. You know, right. I think we were talking about it through the phone last week. And then the last game of the season to me didn't really count because Giants were sitting people. Eagles were trying to protect themselves. Um, you know, the Eagles started off 13 and one this year. Right. Um, that's not easy to do in the NFL. They're a powerful team. Hurts all year long has been an MVP candidate. I mean, you see what they do on offense. You know, they got out to quick leads the whole year, you know, 24 nothing, you know, 30 nothing yeah. on teams. And um, I did expect the Giants defense, which uh, last week I had said, I think this game is going to come down to the defense. And the defense just got outclassed. Um, when you were watching, or when I was watching that game, I should say, uh, it just looked like a Super Bowl contender versus a team that's trying to turn their franchise around. And, uh, you know, that was a result in the game. Uh, it got out of hand very quickly. You know, Saquon Barkley, uh, he had nine carries for 61 yards, but he also had uh, his long run of the day was 39 yards. So you break that down and you're talking uh, 22 yards on eight carries after that. Mm-hmm. Uh Eagles yes. defense showed up. They were they were just they were shutting them down. And uh, just like that first game that they played earlier in the year, Eagles pretty much just had their way with them. Uh, any question of Hertz's shoulder? Yeah. Second play of the game was a forty yard bomb to. Uh, um, I'm forgetting his name right now, but the uh, the guy from Alabama. Yeah. Um, and you know that was that was pretty much it. You know, as soon as that happened, I said it's going to be a long night. And that's what it was. Uh, Daniel Jones contributing with that little interception. Uh, like you said, that didn't help situation. And that's where, you know, maybe punting the ball in the drive before would have helped them a little bit instead of giving them the ball quick. I think after that, it was like eight plays and a touchdown. So it's – they just – they got handed – they got handed a, a very bad loss in the playoffs to their division team. And I just hope it leaves a bad enough taste in their mouth that next year – you know, to make them that much more hungry when they play them and, you know, show up a little bit better. Giants are still up and coming. You know, they, their wide receiving core, we talked about it. Their wide receiving core, you know, it's basically non-existent compared to other teams. Yeah. They had, uh, their one rookie, Wondell Robinson showed great promise this year and he, you know, he tore his ACL. So he, he wasn't there for most of the year. Hodgins, uh, who I thought was going to be the X factor in this game really, uh, didn't show up and neither did anybody else. I mean, the Giants barely had any time to do anything. Jones was sacked five times, um, just getting harassed the whole night. Uh, it just looked like the Eagles were the better team, and that's and that's what it was. Uh, you know, I, I just I don't know I don't know what else to say about this game except uh, you know, good effort for the Giants throughout the year, just not a great effort in that playoff game. And uh, you know, the Eagles just dominated as as they should have with the with that group of guys that yeah. they have. I think you I think you made the point though. The the Eagles were great all year. The Giants were going into a tough situation on the road and they were ready. They came off a, a weak rest. He was Jalen Hurts was you know, he recovered, he's fine, and he goes out. I have an interesting stat on him later to when we get into the pick. But, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know what? You got one round ahead of me, and so, I, you know, it's one of those games as a fan. Do you want to see that kind of game even though you move to the next round, or do you want to just lose it the previous round like I did? So, you know, I'd probably want to go to the next round like you did just to say you went there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, Okay, so let's move to the two championship games that we have. But before we do, we're going to introduce our two guest pickers this week. We have a very special treat for everybody. 
for our viewers. We're bringing in the spouses into the mix this week. Your wife, Special K, and my wife, the pit boss. Let's see how they do against us. Hopefully, they don't show us up, Ruby. Right? I know. I know you and you and your wife pick each week, but you use the spread, right? Correct. It's uh, you know, I I feel that it's a lot more difficult to pick with the spreads. Obviously, absolutely. And, uh, I won't say who's who's winning our. Uh, playoff picks so far with the spreads <laughs> uh okay that's a loaded uh, answer there so she's a so special k is a kg veteran here right coming into yeah. the competition all right so let's start off in the afc you got the chiefs hosting the Bengals. Bengals have won three straight against the chiefs including a game in early december 27 24 all three of those victories have been by three points a healthy burrow here versus a banged up mahone arrowhead is a tough place to play they have the record for the loudest stadium, probably be up there again this weekend. But Buffalo, but so is Buffalo in a, in a steady snowfall. And, and the Bengals, we talked about, just beat them up and down the field. They're looking to get back to the Super Bowl again this year, win. Yeah. I don't think they care that they're on the road. They're just going to get in there and, and, and do their do their business, make sure they get out of there with a victory. But standing in their way, you got Andy Reid, you got Mahomes, and you got Kelsey. What are your thoughts and your pick on this game. So this is, um, you know, I, I think everybody who's a fan of the NFL and been following the NFL, especially the last couple of years is looking forward to this game. Cause it was either going to be, it was either going to be the bills and the chiefs or, you know, the Bengals and the bills or the Bengals and the chiefs. And, uh, you know, so all the cars are aligned. Bengals are going back to Kansas city. They're, uh, they got a chance to get back to the two Super Bowls in a row. And, um, you know, a after seeing the way Burrow handled Buffalo and just the way Burrow has been the last, especially few weeks, um, you know, my pick for this game is definitely going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm picking them to go to their second Super Bowl. Um, I think Mahomes' uh, ankle could cause an issue with their offense a little bit. Um, and I definitely, I, I can pretty much guarantee that Kelsey is not going to be getting 14 receptions in this next game because I think gonna the Bengals are going to have something to say. <laughs> it's going to get 15. <laughs> I hope, right? Because so, you, so you're going with the Bengals, and I'll get you my pick in a second. Um, how about Special K? What's she going with? Special K is uh, going to uh, ride my coattails, and she's taking the Bengals too. Um, I hope I she doesn't wanna... watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she she definitely is going to watch this. But she also, you know, I asked her for a couple reasons why uh, she's going with the Bengals. And um, her main reason for this Bengals pick is uh, the momentum of the Bengals. She yep. thinks just because, uh, you know, they won in Buffalo and they're they're just on a roll right now, you know. And um, I, I just I, I can't say enough good stuff about Burrow. I really think I really think he's kind of going to be the next uh, upper echelon of quarterback, and as long as he keeps on this path, I don't. I don't think there's many defenses out there that can really uh, do anything to stop him. I mean, the guy's under pressure in Buffalo, just completing passes, like you said, in the snow later on in the game. The field's didn't getting worse. Care. Didn't care. Didn't, didn't matter. Care. And he and it wasn't like uh, you know. Like, uh, you didn't see the typical Eli Manning uh, duck being thrown in the wind in the snow. You know, Burrow's nice. thrown, and that ball's a perfect <laughs> spiral. Yeah. He's just, he's hitting his, he's hitting his receivers. And, uh, you know, I think Chase is going to have a big game. And after seeing that rushing game, especially in Buffalo against that team, uh, I don't think anybody's going to stop that rushing attack either. And I just, 
I don't think uh, I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to uh, keep pace with them, especially with Mahomes not being able to move around. That all uh, that defensive line for Cincinnati is going to be able to cause some pressure and uh, get him off his targets, and uh, it's going to be a real problem for Kansas City. Well, I got a couple of interesting points that will sort of counteract what you're saying here in my research this week. So, you know, look, at the end of the day, cream does rise to the top, right? You have two mm-hmm. of the best AFC team here. You got th- – this is turning – you know, Mahomes and Burrow are turning into a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-type rivalry, right? This is great yeah. with Mahomes and Burrow. I love it. This is the fifth straight championship that we already said for the Chiefs, second in a row for the Bengals they played last year. But what's the constant here? It's the quarterbacks, two of the elites in the game. And you know that football is like no other sport because the emphasis does start truly with one player who really controls the game. There's a couple of – outliers like a Trent Dilfer on the Ravens because look at their defense, yeah. right? You didn't I could have quarterbacked them to the Super Bowl, right? So Thanks to me for it's gonna up come the, down uh, giant Super Bowl loss, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so to me it comes down to the quarterbacks. You know, Joe Cool is settled in. He's confident he's loose. Burroughs eight and oh in games played in less than 40 degree weather. Now wow. I looked up the weather. It's going to be 29 degrees during the day, but they're playing at night. There's only snow showers in the morning. It's saying mostly cloudy, breezy, and much colder. Very cold for the football game. They're calling it getting down to 11 degrees. So wow. you got that on your side. It's it's an under 40-degree weather nice. game. During the Bengals' 10-game winning streak, they've scored an average of 28 points and given up only 19. So that's definitely a recipe for a long winning streak. Let's yeah. look at the Chiefs. What are we going to see from Mahomes? He was an absolute warrior last week. How? But how much is that injury going to affect him? his mobility, his overall game. The stats say it won't affect him, and I'll tell you why. He was not sacked last week. Yeah. Was not sacked last week on that ankle. Yeah. Only two teams in the NFL have allowed less sacks than the Chiefs. And last week against the Blitz, Mahomes was 7 for 10 with a TD and 123 passer rating. Okay, so now will he last the entire game? That's a question. Will, will he get Kelsey the ball again? Like you're saying, no. I, I mean, that's who he's going to be looking for. So hopefully Kelsey can get open. Are the, the Bengals going to key on Pacheco, force him to get uncomfortable in the pocket, scramble a little bit, try to find his receivers on that ankle and maybe make a mistake, right? So you got a very even game here. Unfortunately, you got an ankle and Mahomes versus a healthy Bengals. Yeah. For me, this is – I had told you this was a game-time decision for me. I'm behind two. This is purely a strategic pick because I got to try to make <laughs> up one here. I knew if I had a key that you were going to go with the Bengals, so I'm going for the Chiefs here. I'm going to take the strategic pick and nice. hope that these stats help me out. So I'm going with the Bengals. Very nice. Pit boss was leaning to the Chiefs and is still on the, on the fence with them, but – in this game, she ultimately took the Bengals as we were talking due to Mahomes' injury. So she's going Bengals. Nice. All right. All right, right. Let's move to the Eagles hosting the 49ers. We talked about how good the Eagles looked. I don't think weather's going to be an issue here. They got the they got the day game, so it'll be pretty mild out there. You may have some showers here and there. They're talking potentially, but overall, it's going to not going to affect the game here. They have not. We've seen during these playoffs, a lot of these teams have faced each other. Both these teams have not faced each other during the season. These are the top two teams in the NFC left to battle it out. The Eagles were able to run against the Giants, but they'll be facing a very tough 49er defense who held the Cowboys to under 300 yards. 
and a paltry five for 15 on third down attempts of 33%. Cowboys were not able to extend their drive and move the chains. Look, the 49ers continue to roll with uh, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy playing in the NFC Championship in his first season. The coaches are really putting him into situations, and he's responding. Now, even though there's, their game statistically wasn't anything great, McCaffrey and Debo were, were very effective overall. So what's your co- what, what's your call here on this game? Well, I also I just want to bring up a couple of things, too, and make sure you don't forget about this. But um, I'm thinking that the Niners also have the NFL Defensive Player of the Year on their side in uh, Bosa. Didn't have a sack uh, last week, though. He didn't have a sack last week, but he had a lot of disruption. And, uh, you know, just him coming in on the one side and then you got Armstead on the other, um, that line is that line is definitely going to cause problems for the uh, the Eagles. Um, okay. like, you had me- like you had mentioned, you know, and I had mentioned too, the Eagles, you know, pretty much destroyed the Giants uh, last week. This is a completely different animal. True. Um, I love that they haven't played each other yet. Unfamiliar uh, foe. You know, this is uh, – you don't have that that big buildup of what happened the last time and everything. This is just two of the best teams, as far as I'm concerned, two of the best teams in the NFC and uh, just going at it. And you're going to see – I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I think eventually it's going to wind up coming down to the defensive side of the ball, and I think the Niners have the edge on that side of the ball. Um so I'm going with the Niners in this one. I just don't think uh, – I think Hurts is is finally going to feel uh, a real defense honing in on him and trying to stop doing what he's doing. Now, that being said, the Niners are going to have a tough time with that Eagles offense. Yeah, There's so much that they can do. But, you know, after the way the Niners made the Cowboys look last week and so many other opponents that they've faced the last 12 weeks, they're just – you know, the Niners are going to be too much for the Eagles. So I'm going with them. Um, special K is going with her father's team, the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. And I asked her, I asked her why, and I just assumed she was going to say, you know, her father loves the Eagles, but she said she actually had a good reason. (laughs) She actually had a good reason, which, uh, you know, uh, if she was on a radio show, she can go into more depth on it, but, and I quote, she said that Purdy is too rookie-ish, so that's why she's going with the Eagles. And, wow, uh, good for her. Yeah, so she, you know, she does pay attention. You know, I got to say, I got to give her credit this season. She's been into football more than any other year in the twenty years I've been married to her, and uh, she's she's bringing the knowledge. You know, she's uh, like I mentioned before, or actually, as I didn't mention before. You know, she's beating me overall with our spread picks on these playoff picks. And, uh, you know, she she understands what's going on here. And she 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 gets into the games, too. It's pretty fun watching them with her. Well, the truth finally comes out. The truth <laughs> shall set you free, Mr. Coach Ruby, right? So that's great. She's got the Bengals and the Eagles. Okay, I, I'm actually surprised on this one. So now let's see what I have on this. And then maybe we'll see if we match up or I have a chance to maybe even go further behind or tie you up here. <laughs> So out of the two teams, I actually like the Niners better. I love the Purdy story. We looked at his college stats. Some of those scouts, as we mentioned, are going to lose their job over him. I love Bosa. He's the son of a former Dolphin first-round pick, John Bosa, McCaffrey, Samuels. They're loaded, this team. Yeah. The two 49ers victories, though, this year were at home. Purdy's untested in a road game. 
Moving to the other side, let me say, I do not like the Eagles coach after watching him last week. Yeah. He's up 27 nothing. He lines up for a two-point conversion. Any reason why? I, I couldn't figure that one out. You had Moose well, saying he was trying to get an extra yard. It's on the two-yard line, right? Yeah. So what's the extra, what's the extra yard going to do for him? Well, you know, you had mentioned this during the game, and uh, – I think I I think I texted you back a couple lines that you can't read on the radio, but <laughs> the uh, you know I didn't like the call. I thought it was showing up. Then yeah. I did a little I did a little research on it. So, and I, I'm sure you've heard of it too. So this new this new age of coaching that's coming in. A lot of them are using uh, you know statistics to determine what plays they're gonna they're gonna call. Okay, and um, uh. I can't think of the actual word for the uh, the name of it, but basically they're looking at stats, percentage-wise, everything else. And when you're up, or when you could go up 27 nothing, the the sheets tell you to go for two points for some reason there. And I'm not sure exactly why. And some of these coaches that are out there, um, they'll follow that to the T no matter what. I think because Sirianni went in there and he was trying to get that extra yard and he couldn't get it, they just went for the kick, being that they were up literally up, you know, twenty eight nothing if they make the make the kick. So I think at first it was just a call to just go for it and get the two points. Once he realized he wasn't gonna get him to come off sides, then he just kicked the ball and you know, said whatever. Yeah, the, and it the, the, no need for that at twenty seven nothing. At twenty seven nothing and you're dominating the game. I know you're supposed to never take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. But you're up four scores at that point by seven, right? I mean, come on. It yeah. should not have happened. The thing about that, though, is you're saying you're looking at statistics, right? We've talked about this. Growing up, I always wondered why teams would always receive after they won the toss. I said, why, why wouldn't you go into the half, get the ball back? You know, And they've changed that around. The yeah. one that I don't understand is why don't teams go straight for the two points more? It's two yards. You get two for one, right? You get two shots yeah. to even yourself out. Why wouldn't you go for that? And I'm su I'm surprised that more people and the kick is not guaranteed anymore. They moved it back. So, I yeah. mean, I, I don't know what you think about that, but I, I would expect more teams would. I, you know, you're right. They're driven by statistics. If you can't get two yards in two attempts to even yourself out, right? If you miss the first one, you get the second one. It's like you kick two extra points. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I don't know what you yeah. think about that. Yeah, I don't. Uh... You know, to go more into the uh, the kicks, I, I heard someone uh, on the radio the other day. They were talking about stats, and I believe the last year that the before the extra point got moved back, I think there was three extra points missed, and two of them were blocked. So okay. essentially, there was one extra point missed. Right. And I think it was either this season or the previous season. I believe there was ninety plus extra points missed overall in the whole season. So, um, yeah, so they sense. make they make the extra point. An important part of the game now, you know, everybody's not going up to use uh, use the restroom during the extra point anymore. It's not a give me. That's so I right. kind of I like that aspect of it. The two point conversion, you know, only being two yards out. I agree with you. I, I think more teams should go for it. And like you said, keep the keep the uh, foot on the pedal and um, take advantage of that extra point. The thing is, is the NFL is kind of a uh, a copycat league, right? So I, I think if you get if you start getting one or two teams that are actually successful getting these two point conversions more than you know the normal amount, 
you're going to start seeing everybody follow suit, just like with the kickoffs, um, winning the coin toss. Um, you know, it was always receive, receive, receive. And then somewhere along the line, a couple coaches decided to defer. And then all of a sudden you saw a lot of people deferring and, you know, to me, it makes more sense. And, you know, with our stratomatic games, it makes a lot of sense too, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I think once you see a team start going for more on two points and being successful, you're going to start seeing other coaches doing it. And, um, it's just a matter of time, you know, for two yards. I mean, you get two shots yeah, to even it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you said, you get two shots to even it out. I take those odds anytime. And especially if you got faith in your team gaining two yards on one play, you know, you should be able to do it. Granted, you know, it's two yards from the end zone, your field shorter, all that stuff. But I'm sure statistically wise, you can you can figure out a way to get those two yards more than 50% of the time to take advantage of the extra point, you know? Yeah, I'm wondering if that reason why he lined up there, if you do, you know, at 27, right, to go for two would be 29. And if the other team goes for four uh, TDs with extra points, that's 32. Now you're only a field goal away. So maybe that's one of the reasons why. I don't have the chart. It just doesn't – it's not even that he went for the two. If you wanted to, that's fine. But you're up 27 nothing. It's all situational that I had a problem with it, but that's just me. You, yeah. you don't you don't do that in in that kind of game. But anyway, let's get back to my pick here. Overall, the Eagles, I think their players are less heralded than the 49ers, but they show up to play. 15 and 3 proves that. Love Jalen Hurts. Looked healthy against the Giants. So many dimensions to his game we talked about. Now, here's the one stat when you were talking about how good he is. He's 15 and 1 as a starter this year. 15 yeah. and 1. That's incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a better quarterback. Uh, he's the better quarterback in this matchup, in my opinion. The Niners' D does worry me a bit. They have not given up a 100-yard game to anyone this season. They need to extend that streak because Philly's a run-first run offense. They were third in rushing attempts this year, 23rd in passing attempts. But Hurts is going to be home this weekend, and he'll be able to create, some, in my opinion, a lot against that 49er D. And Purdy will have some issues on the road, in my opinion. You saw him struggle a bit. First half last week, he has not thrown a pick in the playoffs. 59 passes so far. He's currently at a streak of 79 in three games, pass attempts without a, a pick. I'm going to look for Mr. Irrelevant to become Mr. Ordinary in this one. All right? Wow. I'm taking right. the Eagles at home in this one, and they're my black chip lock this week, the Eagles. Wow. Now, defeated. We're, we're, we're different in both games, so I'm either going to be four down or tied with you. Yeah. It boss. She watched the Eagles Giants game with me the whole game. She was just glued to the set. I think she fell in love with Jalen Hurts and his game. She really liked him. Felt bad for the Giants. She did like uh Daniel Jones a lot. Um, she didn't watch the Niner game much. Uh, so she's going with familiarity here. She's picking the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. She wants the Eagles in this one. So let's recap here. You are taking the let's see here. You're taking the Bengals and the 49ers. Correct. Pit boss, Bengals, and Eagles. Ooh. Special special K, the same Bengals and Eagles. And I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs and the Eagles. Am I the only one who picked the Chiefs? I'm the only one who picked the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all alone <laughs> in this one, huh? <laughs> all right. Well, we got Super Bowl around the corner. Any closing comments? Uh, no, just looking forward to another, uh, well, not a full weekend, but uh, a full day of uh, football games that, uh, 
it should be good matchups. I'm looking forward to it. You know, this is what the uh, this is what this time of year is all about for me. I Absolutely. love watching these championship games and the playoff games, and uh, I just hope I hope both games are very competitive, and uh, I look forward to some good football. On paper, they are. Let's hope they live up to their expectations, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll do it for another episode on the binge. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to our beautiful wives for participating in this week's episode. Good luck, ladies. Semi good luck thank to you, you. Thank you, coach. Enjoy the games, everyone. Give us a like and a subscribe to the channel for future episodes of the binge and take care. Bye.